I'm Kathleen Anderson, part skeptic, part believer, and your host of The Eclipse. Welcome to my podcast, where I dive into the unknown, seeking truth and hope with a healthy dose of skepticism and humor. Hello, hello, welcome back. For those of you who missed us, we have republished all our old episodes on Spotify, and here is some really exciting news. We are also now on iTunes, so be sure to check us out on either platform, and remember to follow us. If Spotify and iTunes aren't your jam, you can catch every episode on my Substack titled The Sweet Struggle. Be sure to subscribe to the Substack to receive notifications of new episodes. We are so glad to be back in the studio recording The Eclipse. It's been long overdue. It's one of our favorite things that we do as a couple. My husband, Bo, he's fantastic. He does pretty much all the hard work with this podcast. <laughs> he's the one that created my album artwork. He created the opening and closing music uh, bits, and he does all of the editing. So it's a really fun adventure. He does most of the work, <laughs> but it's a really nice thing that we do together, and we've definitely missed it, and we're so glad to be back. So the last episode, we did kind of a touchback on Dulce Base out in New Mexico. And for this episode, I wanted to touch on an actual specific person who likes to dabble in UFO news. So for this episode, episode 25, I wanted to spend some time talking about, wait for it, Tucker Carlson. (laughs) Now, before you turn off this episode, because you can't stand him, because I, I feel like people either really love Tucker Carlson or they hate him. And the people that hate him are both like, on both sides of the political spectrum. Let me just first start off by saying that this episode isn't to talk about Tucker's politics or even to promote anything of Tucker Carlson's. Not that his ratings are like hinging on Kat Anderson's endorsement. <laughs> and to be honest, like I'm, I've never really been much of a Tucker Carlson fan. I find him mildly more interesting now that he's left Fox News, but he's still not really my cup of tea. I think just on a personal note, I think that sometimes he really, he really nails it with his investigative reporting. And then I think often he kind of just shoots from the hip on something and doesn't really go all the way through like vetting of his stuff. So, or maybe vetting is not the right word, but he's not my favorite. He's not my cup of tea. However, what I want to talk about is it like, you know, the political stuff that he will report on. But I want to talk about an interview that he did with Clayton Morris on their podcast called Redacted. So last month, I wrote an article on this specific interview between Tucker and Clayton for my boss, thepoliticalinsider.com, because we thought it was really that interesting. So, you know, I cover all manner of beasts for The Political Insider, which... If you haven't checked The Political Insider out, please do so, thepoliticalinsider.com. We are an independent, conservative uh, news organization. It's very difficult to make it in the world in digital news, So, especially if you are independent or slightly right-leaning. So please come out and check out thepoliticalinsider.com to read my articles and those of my fellow very talented colleagues. But anyway... 
one of the many beats that I cover for the for TPI, as I like to call them, the political insider, is like UFO slash science world. So this interview came out and they talked about a myriad of things. But the part that I found the most eyebrow raising was Tucker's take on the whole UFO, UAP, so unidentified anomalous phenomenon or whatever, stories that come out. Of the many things Tucker touches on, on occasion, he will talk about the UAP phenomena on his show and the alleged and probable government cover-up that's going on. So what Tucker had to tell Clayton I thought was really interesting. In case you didn't watch the episode or didn't read my article, which, again, I highly encourage you to read the article. You can find it on thepoliticalinsider.com or my Substack, The Sweet Struggle. <laughs> like, I have no shame when it comes to plugging. Let me just pause for a second. <laughs> like, I clearly, I clearly have absolutely no shame in trying to self-promote <laughs> The things that I do. But I mean, how else are you going to make it happen? You know, I'm not a Tucker Carlson. I'm not, you know, a Joe Rogan. So I don't have any advertisers. So I have to rely on on the kindness of y'all to come out and get me some clicks. Um, but anyway, this is what Tucker had to say. And I'm going to quote it. I'm going to quote a lot of things. So let's talk about this first bit. So Tucker said, of the UAP news cycle, there are parts of that story that I do not understand at all that are really, really, really dark. It's so dark that I haven't told my wife about it. <laughs> so this is in relation to like covering those the whole unidentified anomalous phenomena stuff, the whistleblowers, the government cover-up, all that. Um, you know, it's really interesting how he talks about, like, he punctuates his statement with, like, I haven't even told my wife about it. Because you're supposed to just kind of assume, I guess, that Tucker Carlson tells his spouse everything. Which, I mean, maybe he does. I don't have any secrets with my husband. But I think my husband and I are kind of a rare breed. I think most couples, and I'm not even saying this is, like, a dig at couples. I think it's, it's, and I think it's possible that maybe my husband and I, haven't shared everything with each other we just don't realize it because I think it's innate sometimes in human nature to kind of keep something for yourself anyway this isn't a psychology podcast so or a marriage counseling podcast so I'll continue so Tucker says he goes on to say and I quote parts of the government don't want you to know about it but part of it is the public can't deal with it it's too far out the implications are too profound so the reason why I found this quote particularly interesting is because whether you love them or absolutely can't stand them, Tucker isn't really one to normally advocate for government conspiracy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if anything, like he thinks everything is a conspiracy and he thinks that conspiracy is bad. So it's interesting that he would argue that maybe, because what he's basically saying is like, you know, yeah, the government doesn't want you to know about it, but part of it is, is like, we all can't handle it. So maybe they should keep it from us and so that's kind of interesting to think that somebody like Tucker Carlson might actually believe that because it kind of is the opposite of his mindset most of the time um but I'm really interested in what he thinks the implications are so like is he claiming he knows something but isn't willing to say so himself I don't know so let me go on and we'll touch deeper on this but there's so many good little quotes so Let's get through them first. So the other thing Tucker Carlson said is, and I quote, I've heard things where I'm just like, oh, man, I don't even really want to know that. (laughs) I feel like that's literally every conversation with any stranger I run into. (laughs) 
like, like my husband and I have this problem where my husband in particular because he's he's much nicer than I am but where like strangers who are very odd like to overshare with my husband side story has absolutely nothing to do with this podcast at all but it's fun the we live we live in Virginia and there is a place in Virginia that has these like big dinosaurs and it's a cool outdoor park and my son loves it so we go on occasion and it's fun and they have like this huge gift shop so we always walk through it to get toys and stuff for the kids and one this one time we went and Bo's checking out at the counter. Bo is my husband. It's not a nickname. It's his real name. Bo's at the counter checking out. And this lady there starts, and I don't even know why the conversation started. Maybe we were there for for my daughter's birthday or I don't know. But she was asking like what his astrological sign was, which you just know when a conversation, like when a stranger goes right to that, you just know it's not going to be good. And I literally heard it and I went, nope. And I turned around and I walked away and I left my husband there to deal with this older lady who clearly thought he was good looking to talk about how their their astrological signs aligned. But anyway, all that to say, what Tucker says I, I tickled my fancy because I think that's really funny to say like, man, I don't even want to know that. There's been so many conversations that I've had with people that it's just like supposed to be a real surface conversation. And then they tell you something that you're like, man, we are not on that level <laughs> socially or emotionally for you to share that with me I'm never gonna get that out of my head now I have so many of these stories maybe I should have a different like a whole different podcast that's just like like bizarre encounters with cat that'd be pretty good I don't know let me know what you think about it but like let's say let's say that that this that Tucker is telling the truth I don't know I find it hard to believe like what I don't understand why Tucker who's not one to like hold back now all of a sudden is not wanting to share all of this juicy info but he goes on to say I think this is the last quote of his yeah this is the last quote of his that I'm going to talk about there's a quote unquote there's a spiritual component there that I don't fully understand now what is that about so that's kind of interesting do you think like could he be referencing the idea that Christianity and like other faiths because it's not just Christianity right literally any any group of people who believe in a higher power, it's feasible to think that if aliens were real or are real and they showed up, that it that people would struggle with the idea of this because, you know, due to all the various creation stories out there, you know, uh, the Bible's not the only one that has, you know, a very distinct creation story that says that, like, we are made in the image of God, right? Um so depending on how you want to view that, you know, there might be some out there that believe that like, oh, well, we are created in God's likeness. And so there could only be us, you know, because why would God make it like there would only be one likeness, if you will, or the idea of only one like humanity is the only like, per- you know, like if you think about the chosen people, right? So in the entire universe, the entire universe there's just this one group of individuals on this one planet that are chosen you know it it would make you kind of question some things depending on how strictly you like to kind of view the verbiage in the bible or your book of 
religious preference. Is he alluding to the concept pushed by ancient alien astronaut theorists? <laughs> let me let me pause here for a second. So I gotta say, like, I used to be such an ancient aliens nerd. I loved the show. It was one of my favorite shows to watch. And I still enjoy it. And I still, like, I, I have met and I know Nick Pope. And I think Nick Pope is fantastic. He's very kind and he's very forthcoming with information. Giorgio is also very kind. and They're all very great. But I feel like this show has just turned into a top 10 of all of the other episodes. I don't know. I just, I, I'm hungry for like a unique Ancient Aliens episode. But anyway, is Tucker talking about like kind of that theory that they have that like the gods that humanity have long believed in were actually just extraterrestrials and not actually God or gods? Who knows? So he kind of, he punctuates at one point in the podcast. He says that the things that he's heard means that what the government has done, and he uses the term, is criminal. It's against the law. But then he also kind of alludes to the fact that, like, maybe they should do it. So I think that's really interesting, too, because you kind of wonder, you know, the federal government has a unique way of kind of shielding itself from breaking their own laws. And that's really kind of the rub with government, which could be its own podcast in and of itself. But there, there are certain things in place that allow for the United States government to keep things from its citizens legally. So it makes you wonder, like, well, what, what would be illegal? And Tucker Carlson, again, whether you like him, whether you love him or hate him, he's not an idiot. He's very knowledgeable. He's very intelligent. So if he's saying that, he must be, I would assume, I would hope anyway, that he's not just talking about kind of the nebulous, like keeping something from the American populace, because there are protections in place for federal agencies to do that lawfully, um, whether you like it or not. So it makes you kind of wonder, you know, there's this theory, and maybe I'll have to do, maybe I should do an episode on this, of that during the Eisenhower administration, that President Eisenhower signed a treaty with aliens Basically saying, you can go ahead and abduct us, and you give us technology in exchange. And I think I touched on this on the last episode. Now that might, maybe that's the criminal part of it. Because if you think about alien abduction is like, I mean, I don't know how that wouldn't be a crime. There's so many crimes with that. I mean, kidnapping, right? Then if they're doing like the probing and the experiments and all that, I mean, you're talking about sexual harassment, sexual assault, assault, uh, I mean, human rights violations. Uh, there's so many things that are just awful um, that would be illegal. So why is this something that I wanted to talk about? Well, I wanted to kind of chat about it. One, because I feel like I feel like if you're going to talk, if you're going to have a podcast that talks about conspiracies and weird stuff and UFOs, because I don't just talk about UFOs. I talk about all manner of things that are unexplained or bizarre, or funny or strange science space shit um you have to talk about other people that are also in the in that world and tucker carlson is in that world um do i think that tucker carlson knows anything definitive about ufos or uaps no i don't i don't i think i think he's probably been told a lot from quote-unquote whistleblowers and i think if you want to say that you believe everything that you ever are told 
uh, that it would be very disturbing, some of the stuff that's been out there. And I'm not saying I don't believe some of what whistleblowers have said, but it's been my experience that with like pretty much literally everything in the world, there's always some truth and some not truth. <laughs> uh, and I say not truth because not everything is is like a, a lie, right? Like pe- perception is people's reality, right? So if you perceive something to be true, but it's really not true, it's you know you perceived it that way because you were in an altered state or that there was an allu- you know some sort of optical illusion or something. Um, you're not really lying, right? But uh, I don't know. I think personally that he doesn't believe everything he's ever been told because I don't. I think he's a shrewd individual. I personally think that he's a master of generating publicity. And what's interesting about UFOs and UAPs is it's not really a conservative talking point. Um, in fact, like I love writing about it for the political insider, but our readers aren't really into it because our readers are predominantly like, you know, just right of center to all the way like MAGA Republicans. Uh, we're pretty much a conservative outlet for the most part. And conservatives aren't really down with the whole UAP stuff. You get comments ranging from like, is this really what we're spending money on? This isn't important. Or just flat out non-believers or people that think it's kind of, you know, damn near heresy to even talk about aliens so i think it's a creative way of basically trying to broaden his um audience if you will so uh but i do think he raises really interesting points like i think the question that doesn't get asked enough is are there cases where the government should keep things from the public And, you know, if you had asked me that question a decade ago, I would have said, absolutely. Uh, I I was in the United States military for two decades. I was a part of missions that are classified and parts of my record are redacted and all of that. Um, And I think for the most part, for good reason. Uh, But as I've kind of gotten older, Uh, I am less inclined to say that that's good. I think it's hard to say, like, you know, what would be too difficult for society to comprehend and handle, but a cabal of government insiders can? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. I actually think that the masses are smarter than a smaller group. I think it's – and I think we see this all the time. I mean, even if you want to – like, if you want to step outside of the whole conspiracy theories, UFOs, all that fun shit – I mean, look at the what happened with the classified documents in the presidents. And I have that plural, right? Like every president ha- basically, I'm pretty sure, had classified documents because we overclassify things in the United States government because secrets are power, because classification is power. And so I, I don't know, but it's an interesting question to ask. And I would love to know what you guys think. Um but what is interesting, so when you, you know, you talk about the UAP story, and I say, and I like to kind of separate it out, because UFO is what we commonly, colloquially called flying saucers, up until like 10 minutes ago, when the United States government was like, you know what, or actually US, the Congress was like, you know what, we're going to actually kind of take this seriously, but we can't say UFO without giggling, so we're going to call it a UAP. <laughs> 
So there is something, though, to whatever this UAP stuff is. And the reason why I say that is because of the uh, National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA. So the most recent one that was approved, Senator Chuck Schumer, Democrat, mind you, along with many other senators and congressmen and women from both sides of the aisle, wanted there to be in place a way to declassify documents related to UAPs and the United States government. And they basically wanted it set up very similar to the JFK declassification stuff, where there'd be kind of an independent board that would decide what is safe to declassify and what isn't. But instead, it's it didn't go through all the way. Like the, the language got tweaked. And Senator Schumer said of the language, it is really an outrage the House – and he's referring to the House of Representatives, didn't work with us on adopting our proposal for a review board. It means that declassification of UAP records will be largely up to the same entities that have blocked and obfuscated their disclosure for decades. So basically what happened is key members of the House of Representatives said, no, 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 you're not going to have this independent review board. The Pentagon the Department of Defense is going to decide what gets declassified. Well, it's the Pentagon and the Department of Defense that's <laughs> that's not being open and honest. So it makes no sense. Um, so obviously there's something to it, which is what makes it interesting. And I think it's also why, you know, to give, again, like I think you can kind of tell from the way I talk about Tucker Carlson. It's not that I disrespect him. I'm just not a huge fan. He's not my he's not my cup of tea. Um but I do he, – he does tend to kind of pull at strings when, like, things don't make sense. And this is one of those things that just doesn't make sense. Um, and I thought the things that he had to say were thought-provoking and at least interesting questions to ask, to ponder, if you will. So <laughs> with that, please be sure to follow us on Spotify and subscribe to my Substack, The Sweet Struggle, where I ha- also have all of our episodes. We no longer have podcast-specific social media accounts, but you can follow me on Twitter at at MohawkModerate, and you can also follow me on Instagram at at MohawkConservative. I am also on LinkedIn, where you can find me at my name, Kathleen Anderson. Thank you again for listening, and please take the time to follow me on Substack, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. My name is Kathleen Anderson, and this is The Eclipse.